Hey, what's up, Trust and Believe listeners? I'm your host, Shanti, and today we are taking you on a journey. If you've ever wondered what's in your food and how it makes you feel, if you've ever wanted to eat as healthy as possible without feeling stressed out and knowing that what you're putting in your body is going to make you perform at the highest level, you need to get ready to listen to this. Our next guest is going to tell you how she took on the food industry head on, even while getting death threats and more. Vani Hari is going to take you on the best food journey you've ever been on to make you trust and believe in what you're putting in your body. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Vani, why do you love food? (laughs) (laughs) I know that's probably a weird question. But we hear so much about food, and I just believe after reading so much information about you, I just want to know why you love food. Man, food saved my life, Sean. Um, But first, can I just say I can't stop smiling because I'm having the biggest fangirl moment. Because (laughs) when I first discovered you, it was in insanity. And that, that was the best shape I have ever been in my life, okay? I didn't have to worry about anything I was eating when I was doing Insanity, okay? (laughs) Um, Right now, I'm nine months pregnant, believe it or not. Um, Congratulations. And and so to do Insanity would like be insane. But um, anyways, just want to say you have been an incredible inspiration to me from the fitness side of things and exercise in movement size and in movement is such a big part of wellness and just want to applaud you for everything you've done Sean for the whole world to inspire the world to move and all the different programs you have um but anyways that's why I can't stop smiling because I just love you and when I told my husband today that I was talking to you he's like what and I was like yes (laughs) (laughs) he couldn't believe it First, I want to say thank you. I'm getting like, a, a, my tear ducts are coming up a little bit. That's so nice. I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm just kind of not coming out of this recovery or coming into like a more recovery zone because I was in a boat accident and 
it just kind of wrecked my body. And so it's really incredible to be talking to you today, too, because while obviously I know how to quote unquote eat healthy, it's just really important for me to learn more about the things that I'm putting in my body and get so many more tips to enhance my body as I get older. I mean, I'm 42. I'll be 43 in a few months. And, you know, when I was 28, I did have like a slight little change in my body, like when I was hitting 30, but I was able to like grasp it right away and change it. And so, you know, I'm excited to be talking to you as well, because I just love getting the knowledge about just the things you're putting in your body. And listen, I can I can make you do push-ups with the best of them or power jumps with the best of them. But I'm always loving to learn from people like you. And I know everyone's going to be really happy to learn from you today. But thank you so much for the compliment. Absolutely. And, you know, we're just a year apart in age, Sean. So, um, you know, we're on this journey together to try to figure out how to keep our bodies the healthiest as possible. And that really Mm. starts with food. And, you know, for most of my life, I grew up on every fast food that you could ever imagine. You know, both my parents were immigrants from India and they came here to the United States after they had an arranged marriage. And my mother had never had beef in her life because in India, like the cow is sacred and, you know, they just don't even cook meat really um, there. And so as soon as my dad brought her over on their honeymoon, he said, hey, if we're going to live in America, we're going to eat like Americans. And the first thing he introduced my mom to was a McDonald's hamburger. And yeah, and so that's, you know, kind of how I was raised by my parents who were, you know, my mom still knew how to cook this amazing medicinal Indian food, which is my favorite food to this day. Um, Indian food is so good i can't even we could talk about that later because i could talk about that for 20 minutes alone well we should talk about it because my mom actually put four of her recipes in my cookbook because i was like you got to teach people how to make this stuff it's so good she's she makes these um uh kale pranthis that are like traditional flat indian flatbread but she takes kale from her garden and sticks it in the blender and mixes it with the dough and you would never know that it had kale in it and it just ups mm. the nutritional quality of the of the meal. And my daughter eats it with a little grass-fed butter on each piece. And she's just, oh, it's like, it's it's heavenly, especially when it's hot right off my the mouth is skillet. But anyways, um, so, you know, I grew up on this very, you know, fast food American culture to try to fit in as the one of the only Indian children in my, in my town at the time. I, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, still live here. And um, yes, Charlotte in the <laughs> house. I, I love Charlotte. Even though I've been to seventy-five <laughs> countries, um, <laughs> I I still live in my hometown, and I think this is what keeps me so grounded and and you know, you know, away from all that good food that you have in these big cities that you guys live in. And Sean, you live in LA, is that right? Well, I actually live in Arizona, Arizona. so I used to live in LA. Yeah, I used to live in LA, and in LA. You really have oh, so many different places. It's ridiculous. You just you walk down the really street and you food. can find anything, right? So in Arizona, right. which which town do you live in? So I live in Mesa, but in Scottsdale, which is like twenty minutes away, they they're starting to really up their you know opportunities for good quality food and locations. So there are some really great places here as well. But nothing like L.A. and New York where you could just walk around a corner and go to a really 
you know, healthier option yeah. food so you're, you're making you know? a lot of stuff then at home and from scratch. And so you got to pay attention to what you're buying at the grocery store. Well, the first 55 yes. pages actually of my cookbook, Food Babe Kitchen, is all on how to reform your pantry, make it a food babe kitchen. And the one thing that I realized that really put me at a very big disadvantage growing up is that my mother and my father just didn't do the research or the nutrition. They didn't have the nutritional background um, to understand the American food supply. They were very trusting of it. And so they said if it was cheap and it was readily available and we ate it and we kept growing, you know, me and my brother growing up, then we were fine. But we had all sorts mm-hmm. of health issues that landed me at the doctor's office where I was on several prescription drugs for most of my life. And then in my early 20s, when I hit rock bottom, when I started gaining weight because I got a fancy job out of college and they gave us an expense account and we would go to these big fancy steakhouses like Roos Chris and Morton's and... Um, and you would get, we would have like five course meals and I would eat everything. And then they'd order like five desserts and I'd eat a little bit of everything in there too. And, and then we would work like 60 to 80 hour weeks every week, traveling all over the country, working for all these big clients. And, oh, it was awful. I got so, um, sick. I got depressed and I ended up in the hospital with appendicitis. And at the time, appendicitis was one of those things that people get because like randomly the doctor's like, Oh, it can happen to anybody. We don't, you know, this is something you don't even need this organ. And that's what they told me. And I, something just didn't sit right with me. My logic wasn't, things weren't coming together for that. So I, I took a step back after that surgery and it took me a long time to recover from that surgery. And I was only like 22 years old. And I said to myself, like, okay, I've got to figure out this nutritional thing. I've got to figure out how to eat. And I started to read voraciously, would check out books from the library. And one of the first books I read was this book called Conscious Eating by Gabriel Cousins. And this book is like this thick. It's like a Bible on nutrition. But he had this concept (laughs) in there that was like the majority of foods on the grocery store shelf is dead. And I said, dead? What do you mean dead? Well, the processed foods that were, you know, are, are meant to sit there for nine months, 10 months, two years, it's, it's there preserved with all of these different chemicals that are, are man-made dead chemicals. They have no live component to it, no actual nutrition to serve your body. And it just... Oh, it just like, it was like a doorbell going off, right? In my, inside of my head. And, and I said, okay, I got it. I see. And you know what? For most of my life, I felt like I was dead. I mean, I really was walking around Mm. like a zombie. And once I started to remove processed foods from my diet and eating whole real foods and learning how to cook, which when I was little, my dad did not want me in the kitchen because again, two Indian parents, they want you to become a doctor or they want you to become an engineer. <laughs> That's it. And so they wanted me to study. And they were both teachers too. So if I wasn't bringing home, you know, A pluses, oh boy, right? I, oh, I wow. didn't bring home A pluses, but I, I, I turned out right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so I, I really um, had this upbringing where you know, I wasn't supposed to learn anything about the kitchen or how to cook or anything. And 
And so I didn't have any of those skills going into this period of time in my life. So I had to, I just started binge watching Food Network, reading cookbooks, doing whatever I could to teach myself how to eat. And then, you know, growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina, still having this job that is crazy where I'm on the road traveling, I figured out how to eat organically on the road by like packing my own food in coolers and checking it through the airport and, you know, and, and unpacking it. When I got to my client site, like for almost two years, I was traveling to Detroit back and forth from Charlotte. And I would get to Detroit to my client site and I would go into their break room and I would unpack my cooler every morning, you know, on that Monday morning that my, my flight would arrive. And all my coworkers are like, well, who is this girl bringing her own food from her house in Charlotte? She's on an expense account. She can spend $75 a day on food. And she is making her own kale salad and tomato soup and bringing it with her. And that's what I was doing. And that's what kept me so healthy and just feeling great about myself while I was living this very, you know, rat race lifestyle. And suddenly people started to see, you know, obviously witness these things that I was doing and, and ask me like, whoa, what are you doing? Because you've really changed. You know, you've gone from someone who was pudgy, uh, terrible skin, had eczema all over to now this like true being of health. Um, can you teach us what to do? And I said, well, I don't know, you know, maybe I can start a blog or something. And really, I, you know, foodbabe.com was started because of my friends and my family who just wanted to know my recipes. And, um, and I was never on social media or anything until that point. And so it was like, there was like an intervention of friends. They're like, okay, you need to, you need to join Facebook. That's the first thing you need to do. <laughs> um, and, and I was always scared to join any of these social media places um, because uh, I, I thought that I wanted to run <laughs> to be in office one day. And I said, I don't want anyone knowing any of my personal stuff, you know, because they're going to use that against you. And, um, yeah. and so I stayed off and then I joined it just to share my blog with my friends. And then when I started writing about the ways that I had been duped by the food industry as just a normal everyday citizen, somebody who just tr truly trusts what they're eating. And, you know, one of the big um, investigations that um, I started with was with Subway. Um, people's eyes finally began to be opened and they started to share my content with their friends and then their friends started sharing it and their friends started sharing it. And it, I started to build this amazing community of people who I call the food babe army who not only care about their health, but they wanted to see the food industry change. And in this article about subway, you know, I discussed how they have this slogan, eat fresh. And you think you're eating fresh when you go there because you know, there's this guy, Jared, he's lost all this weight. Their sandwiches are under 500 calories, you know, all of these marketing things. Mm -hmm. But when you looked at the actual ingredients of a Subway sandwich, you found close to, you know, over 50 ingredients. Many of the ingredients banned in other countries like artificial food dyes or um, azodicarbonamide, which is a um, yoga mat chemical that they use in shoe rubber and yoga mats. And the reason what? they use this um, chemical is because, you know, if you look at a yoga mat on the side, you kind of see these little tiny air bubbles 
and they're so evenly mm-hmm. dispersed. Well, azodicarbonamide does the same thing in bread. So that's why when you go into a subway in the United States or in another country or anywhere, you get the same exact bread, right? And this chemical was banned all over the globe. You get fined $450,000 if you use it in Singapore and put in prison because if you inhale it, you can have asthma and other reactions. But also if you heat it, it turns into a carcinogen, something that causes cancer. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just started talking about all of this stuff on the blog of things that I discovered because I, I wanted to know why that Subway no longer tasted right to me after I switched my diet to a whole real food diet. I knew something was wrong with it, but I didn't really understand why. And, you know, every single investigation I did on Food Babe had to do with some personal reason why... I looked into it there's because you know you know if you're not passionate about something you're really not going to take the time to research it to the end that I did and one of my exactly. favorite co-workers in the whole world and he still is one of my favorite co-workers in the whole world I don't work with him any longer but we worked at two different jobs together Wes Wes Graham if you're listening to this and he would die actually knowing that I'm talking to you by the way that I even said his <laughs> name to you because we did insanity together actually back in the day. But anyways, those who dig deep together, Wes stay Graham, strong together. He would come into work every day and get Subway for lunch, and I wanted to teach him what was in it. And so mm. that's what inspired me to write about it. And then you know when Subway wouldn't change their ingredients or do anything about it, I just kept pushing and pushing. And then one day. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michelle Obama, who I so admire, um, everything that she's done, she, she actually convinced me not to go to law school, which I'm so glad she did when I met her. But wow. she was on television, and she was endorsing Subway for Children Everywhere. And I was like, no, she doesn't even know about azodicarbonamide or any of these chemicals in Subway. She thinks they're eating fresh, too. So I knew right then and there I had to do something bigger And that's when I started a petition to ask Subway to remove that chemical. And that petition went so um, global that I was on the front page of newspapers across the, the world with this campaign. And Subway eventually removed that chemical and they eventually ended up removing every single artificial ingredient and also go antibiotic free. And then every single bread manufacturer in America dropped that chemical, basically. It's very hard to find that chemical now. And, um, and it was that momentum of that campaign that really woke up the world to ingredients. And all of a sudden, everybody started paying attention to ingredients. And it was the most beautiful thing to see because I didn't take on Subway um, just to help Wes. I took on sub, which I really wanted to, right? But I took on Subway and did this campaign because I wanted to wake up everyone to pay attention to ingredients. 
because when I started paying attention to ingredients, it saved my life. And I started feeling so much better. I mean, I was on nine prescription drugs, Sean, and now I'm on zero because of just paying attention to ingredients, just knowing what I'm eating, asking the questions. And I have this thing that I do called a three question detox. And I talk about it in my second book, Feeding You Lies. And I talk about it, it was one of the first things I talk about in my new kitchen, um, my new cookbook, Food Babe Kitchen. And it's, it's really simple. Um, when you sit down to eat, you gotta ask yourself three questions. And if you don't know the answers, you gotta go find them out. And I tell you, it will fundamentally change everything you eat and you will become such a smart person about your food. You'll realize you don't need to be a nutritionist or a rocket scientist or a doctor or anything to know how to eat. Actually, the only people that have made food complicated in the last 50 or so years have been the food scientists that have created these chemicals that have inundated our lives. You know, these chemicals, a lot of people don't realize these chemicals have been you know, 99% of them have been invented for one sole purpose. And that's not to improve our nutrition and make our bodies healthier or help us live longer. Is it to make you want more? Is it to make you want more? Well, that's one of the reasons, but it's to make make okay. money for the food industry. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 it's to make them sure. money. It's not really to help us. It's to preserve things longer so they can keep things on shelves longer, to make them addictive, to make fake food that costs cheaper, tastes like real food with added natural flavors, etc. cetera. Um, and those are the basic things. Or to make, um, again, fake food look like real food, right? Or have some kind of mm-hmm. uniformity like that azodicarbonamide ingredient. So, you know, the, this three-question detox is so – it sounds so simple when I, when I tell you, Sean, but – but it's so profound. So this is what I want people to do. When you sit down to eat, ask yourself, number one, what are the ingredients? If you don't know the ingredients, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Go find out. You're at a restaurant, ask them. You know, if you're sitting down and you've prepared something or you, you ordered DoorDash or Postmates, you know, figure out what this restaurant's using, what this fast food place is using, right? And then number two are these ingredients nutritious? And you don't need to be, again, a nutritionist or you know, go to school for food to understand if these ingredients are nutritious. You can use your basic common sense. You know, are these ingredients from the earth? Like, are this, you know, is there kale in my salad? Mm-hmm. Or is there like, you know, fake colored romaine dyed with artificial colors to make it look like kale? <laughs> you know, I'm making up a food right now, but you know, no, yeah, I know what you mean. These yeah. are the questions you need to ask, right? And and if you're eating Quaker, you know, blueberry oatmeal in the morning and you turn over the package and you realize there's no blueberries in it, that they're using dehydrated conventional apples that are sprayed with all sorts of pesticides and then dyed blue to make it look like blueberries in there, you know that's not nutritious, right? You just use your common sense. And then the third question is, where do these ingredients come from? Are they coming from a factory? You know, are they coming from a a chemical lab? Are they coming from nature? You know, and if they're coming from nature, nine times out of 10, it's going to be healthy. So I would say 9.9 times out of 10, right? And, um, and so just ask yourself these three basic questions. And, and this is what I do, you know, when I sit down to eat, and I still do it. And 
And it's made me now have a lifestyle where I never have to diet. I never have to think about, oh, I got to fit into this pair of jeans or I got to get ready for the summer or I got to, mm. you know, got to do this or got to do that. I mean, there, you know, of course, to be honest, for to be human, you always want to do better, right? Um, and, and if you do go on vacation or you splurge a little bit or you have Thanksgiving, you know, the next day you may eat a little bit, a little bit cleaner, right? You know? Right. Except for me, I I had two Thanksgiving days, but I was fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> I did too. Um, yes. You have to have at least two, right? I mean, all you have to have at least two. I'm like, those leftovers are expensive. Exactly. Um, I did want to say really fast before. I mean, I'm getting so much amazing information and your background and the bravery that you had to really take on the FDA. Really, I mean, you took on a lot of people. A couple things we have in common. One, I got my appendix taken out as well. And I've always had the question. I'm like, I understand you guys saying that we don't need it, but there's a reason for evolution. There's a reason why my appendix were in my body and it ruptured, but no one ever could tell me how or why. You know, it was just like, you don't need that. Now, I don't, I personally don't think it was because I was eating unhealthy because at the time I was dancing. So I was eating really healthy and I was modeling, but I don't, you know, I always wanted to get to the bottom of the appendix thing. But, and the second thing that we have in common, which I think is you're going to probably have a jaw dropping moment is how you had your $75 food stipend. I had gained my 50 pounds because when I went to college, I had gotten the food card and I could swipe it as much as I wanted. And growing up without a lot of money, I was like baked ziti, pizza, ice cream, Domino's at 1 a.m. You know, and you just start doing all these things because that's what you know. Yeah. You know, there was no, of course, you knew the food guy pyramid, right? But really like that's not really a guide i'm like okay well this has bread it has cheese it ha- yeah. you know it has uh, some vegetables on top of the pizza i'm like the food guy pyramid is right here and so but to your point and something that you really described so perfectly is that you don't know what's in these foods and there's another thing that i did i started doing about 10 years ago because believe it or not when i went from my first workout program, which was hip hop abs to insanity, insanity, I was in a point where I was struggling with my like metabolism, I guess, or just like I, I switched from being able to just lose weight really easily to like kind of battling like what I was eating and is it really working with the exercises that I'm doing. And then with that, once I got to go to my next program, which was Asylum, I kind of did something very similar to what you did. Um, I wish I had you in my life back then. But I I said to myself, if it doesn't expire within two weeks, don't eat it. That's what I used to tell myself. I used to be, if it doesn't expire, now, did I care? I didn't care whether it was cheese or I was, I just started, I just, I had stopped eating things that were on the shelf. And I also like you, and I'm, this is why I'm so happy you do what you do, is because I'm just like, well, it can't be that healthy for me to eat something that 
doesn't expire for a year and still tastes the same. I was always, not to say that I don't, you know, but I really try to steer away from those things because it, it really, like you said, obviously the food industry wants you to buy it because it makes money. But for me, when I start to feel, if I eat something that I have that addicted feeling where it's like, well, I'm done and I finished two minutes ago, but I want to walk back to the pantry <laughs> and get it again. I'm like, this can't be, because when I finish my eggs or when I finish kale or when I finish my salads, unless there's some dressing in there that has something in there that makes you want to go back, I'm fine. I don't crave a second salad. You're not going to go wash you know? and chop some more kale. <laughs> Right. You, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But if it was, you know, if it was a burger from McDonald's or something that was still sitting there, I'm like, man, like I want to go back and get, you know, I want another one. So I just I, I just really appreciate what you've done. Uh, the question I have from you is, did you have any fear when you started really, you know, diving deep and and I would say battling some of these companies well you know at first i didn't because i didn't i was very naive sean and i just i want to just before i go into that really quick because i want to say something about your appendix because since we have that in common and i've done so much research into the appendix since then your appendix everything that god put in your body is there for a reason let's just say that okay Mm -hmm. and your appendix is there to produce good bacteria for your gut. And when it becomes inflamed because of bad bacteria or um, toxins in our environment or bad water, I mean, you could have been eating really healthy, Sean, and still been poisoned through water or through your environment, uh, your Mm. air, mold in your house. I mean, so many different things can affect Um, your body. And so, uh, or it could have been that it wasn't, you were eating healthy, but it wasn't organic. So it could have been glyphosate, which is uh, heavily sprayed on the crops here in the United States that has been shown to, to, to create leaky gut and actually affect the appendix as well. So, you know, it could be a myriad of reasons of things that we're exposed to. And, um, and when you take your appendix out, you no longer have that good factory store of good bacteria. So you got to be, we, we human beings now have to be very careful about how we eat. We need to have probiotics. We need to be able to eat um, prebiotic foods like radicchio and artichokes um, to really keep our guts um, functioning at its highest level. Um, and, and I think, you know, once you, and I think that's probably why you have such an interest in eating healthy and, and dialing it in and really understanding ingredients. And I love what you did with asylum. asylum. I think that is so cool. I mean, that's such a great rule. If it doesn't expire in two weeks, just don't eat it. Love that. It's yeah. awesome. And, um, I mean, that's just a great hack, you know, make it simple. Right. Um, so So, yeah, I mean, your appendix is there for a reason. And, you know, when I was starting out investigating these big food companies, I was, again, super naive because I thought if I just tell the truth and share the research that I've learned, that I've taught myself and I'm finding, because 
this was research that wasn't like, I couldn't Google, you know, I could Google maybe the ingredients in certain things, but most of the time these food manufacturers wouldn't post it online. I had to go physically to their locations, beg for the ingredients, call headquarters, demand that I know what I'm eating, all of that kind of stuff. And so this was cutting edge information now being shared for the first time in history on foodbabe.com. You know, not, not even any, you know, mainstream media outlet was doing this kind of investigative work into the ingredients in the food supply um, in, in terms of these specific, really popular fast foods and fast food chains and, and different processed food products. So this was, you know, I was, I was at the forefront of getting this information to the public. But I didn't realize that there were going to be people that were going to be mad about this mm. and that their livelihoods would be affected by this. I mean, just in the example that I gave earlier with azodicarbonamide, that whole chemical just bit the dust. So all the people who were making that chemical didn't have a job anymore. The chemical factory wasn't making the money on that chemical selling it, you know, and, and then the food manufacturers had to re-engineer their products. They lost money. Subway's reputation went far down the hole where they used to be number one in the world for fast food. And now they're much lower on the, on the totem pole and people lost trust and so they lost market share and this actually happened also with Kraft macaroni and cheese they lost so much market share when i took them on and started a petition to get them to remove artificial food dyes um, because they were selling Kraft mac and cheese overseas without artificial food dyes but here in the united states they continue to do it and the reason was is because in the in the uk and europe they had to use a warning label that says may cause adverse effects on activity and attention in children. Because there was a huge study that showed that when kids have artificial food dyes, that their brains get hyperactive, which is awful. And you think about the rise of kids with ADHD and they're on Ritalin and all the medications that kids are on to try to concentrate in school. And then meanwhile, we could just literally eliminate artificial food dyes in our food supply and that would help a lot of these children. But in Europe, they figured this out. They created a warning label and Kraft said, okay, all right, fine. We'll, we'll, you know what? We're gonna avoid this warning label. We're gonna re-engineer our product using paprika and beta carotene and real ingredients to create those colors. But since in the United States, they're still asleep and the FDA is not really regulating us, we're just gonna continue using the artificial dyes here and no one's gonna notice. Well, no, I noticed. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and I started, you know, decided to start a petition and that petition had over 386,000 signatures. I took those signatures to the headquarters of Kraft and I sat down and I busted in their headquarters. I really did. I busted in their headquarters. Um, it was not a, you know, it wasn't like they invited me. <laughs> I went and delivered them on April Fool's Day, April 1st, 2013. <laughs> come on. Come on, Vani. That's what I'm talking I wanted to say something really quick. You answered one of, uh, you deeply, I should say, answered one of, one of the questions that I've always had. And that is, so 
my team, we do a European tour a couple times or every other year or so. But I also spent a lot of time in Europe when I, in my 20s and early 30s before I had kids, before I was married. I was, and even after I got married, we traveled a lot. Within two days of being in Europe, my, for lack of a better way of saying it, my bowel movements were completely different. Like, I would eat, I would go to the bathroom. It, it's a completely different experience. And it was always like, well, I can eat some of this bread and I don't gain as much weight. I eat this food and I don't have a stomach ache. I feel more energized. I sleep much better. And it's kind of like what you said. They regulate their food so much better. And I believe, I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct in this, but I believe that even their burgers are grass-fed at McDonald's over in They have the option. Yeah, they have the option. I mean, their McDonald's french fries have three ingredients. Here in the United States, they have 11. And one of the ingredients here that they use in the United States is called dimethylpolysiloxane. It's the same ingredient in Silly Putty. And it can be uh, preserved with formaldehyde. And it's an ingredient that you just do not what? need in your body. And a lot of people don't know this. Actually, it's in fountain drinks as well. So like a Diet Coke that you would buy uh, at the grocery store or in a can has a certain list of ingredients. But if you were to drink Diet Coke out of a fountain machine, I always wondered why fountain drinks tasted better, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, it could be this ingredient. <laughs> They're using dimethylpolysiloxane in the Diet Coke, which blows my mind. This is a chemical that's not highly regulated by the FDA and is completely untested in terms of the safety for a human body. And it's in everything. And it's in the majority of fry oils here in the United States. But in the UK, they've figured out how not to use it. So why can't we do that, right? And when I started to point these discrepancies out between Europe and the United States, it's actually one of the first chapters in my second book, Feeding You Lies, is, you know, this really opens people's eyes up to, whoa, our government is not looking out for us. You know, there's this kind of underlying assumption that all of these chemicals that are in our food supply have been safety tested, that the FDA is going and looking at data and saying, yes, this is safe, it's okay to use. But it's not like that. It's actually the food companies themselves that create these chemicals and then submit the safety data that they created, the bias Mm. data, and then the FDA just rubber stamps it and says, okay, use it until, until it kills somebody, right? And then, you know, in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the evidence of trans fats, where that just recently got banned because it creates 7,000 deaths a year and 20,000 heart attacks a year. And that was just what's, what's uh, the data that's available. I'm sure it causes much more than that. That's just what the CDC reports. Um, you know, they finally banned that. But this was an ingredient that was in our food supply for so many, for over 30 years, you know, killing people, you know, in, mm. in directly related to diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. And, um, and so we have this, we have to realize the government is not going to save us, okay? If, there, if anything that's happening right now in this pandemic world, too, is teaching anybody the government is not looking out for us. There's so many hypocritical policies happening right now in terms of telling you to do one thing and not doing another. They make no sense in science, no sense in reason. And so 
as an individual, we have to take back control of our bodies and we have to know what mm. we're eating. And the, and, and the number one thing we can do, because nobody is force feeding us at this moment in time, which I don't know might change, I hope not. Um, we determine what we put in our mouths. And so knowing that you have that control still, you know, that is the most fundamental thing that you can use. The, 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 we have the power to change our bodies and our health. And, um, you know, you asked me about fear. And, you know, when I took on these giants, again, I didn't know. I just thought if I did the right thing and shared this information, everything would work out. But because the industry had to change so dramatically so fast, I became a threat to them. And, mm -hmm. you know, I received, I, I cannot even tell you, um, death threats, rape threats. Um, people would drive by my house. Um, I had uh, dedicated groups of people funded by the chemical and food industry that would follow every little thing that I would do. And no matter where I would go speak, like if, for example, the University of Florida would invite me or the University of Hawaii or anywhere, they would go and do whatever they could to call the place or to, to disrupt the event um, so that I wouldn't speak there. They could try to censor my voice. And actually we're seeing that now again through social media, a lot of voices are being censored right now when they start to question what's happening in the world. And I've been there, so I know what that's like. And when when people start to, there's some, there's some uh, quote I read today, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but I'm gonna tell you what it means. Like if someone tries to cut off your tongue, it's not because you're telling a lie. It's because you're probably telling the, the truth. truth. I was gonna say when those people came to your event, or if they called up and tried to ruin your event, it's basically telling that school or whomever hired you to come speak to say this person has something really good to say you know it's almost co-signing on your message yeah. um and wow. you know i just remember when i went to university of hawaii thank goodness they they caught on to what was happening but there was a whole group that actually got together that was funded by Monsanto Bear, who sells the the chemical Roundup that's sprayed on uh, mm -hmm. crops across the United States, and I've have made it, you know, part of my mission to educate people about why it's important to eat organic to avoid that chemical because it's linked to cancer, and now it's being implicated in several lawsuits to cause cancer. I mean, uh, they're awarding plaintiffs billions of dollars because it, their product has caused cancer, and. Um, and back before these lawsuits started, before this information started to get out there, you know, they tried to block my message and they bought fake tickets to my events so that nobody would show up. Like it would look like it was sold out and nobody would show up. But luckily the organizers figured it out and they were able to um, and delete, you know, all the fake tickets and, and it was a sold out event. It was fantastic. It was great. I, I reached a lot of people in Hawaii. It was wonderful because a lot of people don't realize Hawaii is, like ground zero for chemical testing. Yes. Wow. And so, and yeah. especially in Kauai, um, they have a huge, the whole area where they're testing these chemicals. And it's so sad because Kauai is so beautiful. Um, but... 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But now, you know, during this, this period of my life, like it was right after my first book came out, Food Babe Way, and I'd made all, a lot of impact in, in the food industry. And, all, and, and around the time where I took on the beer industry too, you know, before. Um, you are taking them all <laughs> on. You're well, like, come well, on. We knew more about what was in Coca-Cola and Windex than we did a Budweiser mm. back in 2015. Uh, 14, 2014, we knew more about that, you know, Windex than we knew about beer. And it killed me because the only thing that I would go, I would go into my fridge and I'd know everything in there and I knew the ingredients. And I felt really good about it. But then I saw like my husband's Newcastle beer and I was like, wait a minute, there's no ingredient list on this. What, what's going on? And, and then I thought about what, how much, uh, you know, toxicity there is in the American food supply. And I go, they've got, they had to have messed up beer too. They're totally not making this natural. There's no way. Right? That, There's no yeah. way. Okay. They're, they've got to be cutting corners somewhere. So I started to investigate it, found out that Newcastle was using caramel color level four, instead of like good hops that like create the beer and make it naturally dark brown. They were using mm. a chemical additive, caramel color level four, made with ammonia that's linked to cancer, according to the International Agency for Research on Cancer and the World Health Organization. And I said to myself, like, what? So my husband's been drinking this beer, this premium beer at the time before, this is like before, you know, the, the premium. rise. Premium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the rise of uh, all of these uh, independent distilleries and stuff. And and I was like, you know, this has got to stop. So I, I campaigned um, Anheuser-Busch, Miller Coors, the two biggest beer manufacturers in the world against each other. And I said, y'all need to post the ingredients in beer. You know, this is enough. And it was so beautiful to see the petition went viral got 50,000 signatures within like a day and Anheuser-Busch personally called me within 48 hours and said, we're going to do it. We're going to release ingredients in all of our beer. And they looked like heroes because Miller Coors was still sleeping on the job. It was the most beautiful thing to watch because when you pit the two largest guys against each other, one of them is going to do the right thing, hopefully, right? Um, Well, I guess the question that I have that's a deeper question is, did they know this stuff? Did they know that the science behind what these chemicals were doing to people 
before that, or did they just say, this is making us money, this is cheaper, it's making people keep, you know, make it look better? You know, what was the re? Because I'm like, there's, even if you changed it, I'm still pissed because there's, there's a reason why you were using that. You can't tell me that. I mean, I may be talking about another product right now, but you can't tell me something that's in silly putty should be digested in our stomach. You know. Yeah. So did they did they know that these ingredients were causing cancer and other health problems before they put it well, in? Well, they they know、product. all of this data. But they choose to ignore it because they're like, oh, you know, they have this phrase: the dose makes the poison. But we don't know. So there you go. The dose. We just do not know. No one knows the dose because the dose can be very misleading when it enters the the human body, and then all of the other things that we're exposed to on a daily basis. And so, for me, it's about the precautionary principle. And I want to. I know that my body runs so awesome without these chemicals, and I know that these chemicals、mm. aren't serving a purpose in my body. So why eat them?、Mm. Why be part of the experiment? Why have ingredients in your body that make you eat more than you should, right? And and that's that is the thing that kills me. Is I don't want my taste buds to be hijacked by the food industry. I want to feel like I can stop eating, like you said. You don't have to keep going back for more, and that's one of the reasons these food companies use added flavors. And you see natural flavors, artificial flavors, any kind of added flavors in just about every single product on the grocery store shelves. It's very rare to not find an added flavor, and it's actually one of the reasons why, at my company that I started, Truvani, that was the number one thing we banned was flavors, added flavors. That you know. Um, Sean, you told me right before we started the podcast that you tried our banana cinnamon protein powder, which was so cool. So my company is called Truvani. For anyone wondering, and we came up with this new protein. Get the powder protein powder, people! <laughs> I was saying, get the protein powder. It's、oh, so thank good. Thank you.、Um, <laughs> but we we really spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to create flavors without adding these natural flavors that are actually. Tons of different chemicals, all created in a laboratory, to make your brain think you're eating the best one millionth part of a taste of a food. And I never want to trick anybody that way. So, what do we do with our banana cinnamon protein powder? We're using real bananas and real cinnamon, right? And 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 that's that's the ecos of what I wish every food company would do, and that's one of the reasons I started Truvani is to inspire other supplement companies and other companies out there making products to this level of standard. When you look at our ingredient label, nobody can compete with it, right? Like you can't find a better protein powder on the market with the least、mm. amount of ingredients and no gums and no stabilizers or added flavors or Artificial sweeteners or artificial、um, preservatives, and I wanted people to recognize that you can eat real food and and still have you know a processed product because let's just be honest, protein powder is processed, right? But it's a supplement,、mm-hmm. right? It's not a meal replacement. It's something that you add to your already healthy whole foods diet, and that's what I wanted people to recognize with that. You know, first of all, I don't want this interview to end, <laughs> but I have something more important to say. Usually, 
at the end of my episodes, I ask people, or I, usually at the end of my episodes, I ask my guests, you know, what does trust and believe mean to you? And how do you get people to help themselves trust and believe in who they are? But I don't need to ask that question to, to you because you really gave, even me, I've been in the fitness industry and, and nutrition, you know, for 20 plus years. And not only did you remind me of some very important things, but I learned a lot from you. And I love science and I love true science. And I believe that in order for people to really trust and believe in the nutrition and in their diet, you have to trust what's going in your body. You have to trust that what's going in your body is actually going to do you some good. One of the biggest things that you just said, and I think everyone struggles with this. I don't care who they are. Everyone struggles with this, which is when do I stop or how much is too much? And you also made a point to what is the dosage that's poison? Well, if we don't know the dose that's poisonous, let's not put any of that in our body. Um, I just took so many great things away. Is there, do you do any private counseling or are you just busy doing a lot? Like how can people really, you know, kind of get in contact with you to get lots of, more of your knowledge. Well, I think it's, um, you know, I've written three books in five years. I, I put a lot of that knowledge in those books. Uh, the first one, Food Babe Way. The second one, Feeding You Lies, which is all about the food industry's playbook and how they've lied to us year after year and year and how to recognize those lies so that when the next one comes, you can, you can point it out. And then the third book, which is the one that just came out in October, we sold out. We made it the New York Times bestseller list. It was awesome. Congratulations. Um, it's called Food Babe Kitchen. And it's a hundred of my favorite recipes, all photographed. And then the first half of the book is a guidebook on how to transform your kitchen. Everything from what you're cooking with to how you're storing your food, how you're reheating your food, making sure you're creating the healthiest pantry all of it's in there. It's the, the ultimate guidebook. Um, I think those three books are something that you could definitely start with. Um, and then come on over to foodbabe.com and you if, just go click on the investigations tab and start reading about your favorite fast food chain and, and what they're, what they have in their, in their food. I probably have an article on it. You can just Google food babe and whatever you're eating. I probably have something on it that you can start to educate yourself um, I don't do any independent counseling right now, unless it's for you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might take you up on that. I will. I have a, so I have another question for you. So in the new year, I have this uh, group on, uh, on Facebook called the safe space. It's, it's, it's a big family that we have that it's a really accountability family from food to fitness to mental health support. And in the new year, we're going to be doing once a month Wednesday night dinners. And I would love to invite you to one and I'll make sure that they all get your book and we'll make some recipes from your book. And I think you should like join us and love sit down it. and eat. I now, don't feel it. obligated, but I think it would be so fun. So everyone out there, make sure you check the link in, excuse me, everyone out there, make sure you check all the links in the show notes. You can get anything you want from this amazing experience that we had today and Vani thank you so much you have you really changed my life today oh well thank you Sean I really like 
I'm gonna get a little bit emotional, but it's really important. You know, I think that we all can learn from, you know, it doesn't matter how great you are at something. And I really have been trying to step up my health because of just like, just these struggles that I've had over the past few months. And, you know, I don't have a problem eating healthy. I don't have a problem with that, but you took me a little bit deeper today to be like, let's get your body to operate at its highest level. And so, thank you. Like, I'm I'm very moved, and you just made it seem so easy. Because a lot of people make it seem easy, but when you have the knowledge behind why, and you are a protector. You're protecting a lot of people, and I hope you can, uh, you know, take that and hold on to it. Thank you so much, Sean. And, you know, I've already told you how much you've changed my life, so I just can't wait to get back into it after this baby comes out. <laughs> Yes. Well, if you need, if you want to, if you want a special workout design for you, you send me a message. I sent you a message on Instagram today. So send me a message of exactly what keeps you inspired and motivated. And I'll design a special, I'll say special, the first month calendar for you. And, you know. Once you have the baby, you can get started when the doctor says it's Oh, my God. I would love that. I would love that so much. I just want to come to Arizona and and do it with you. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, so right now I'm in my transformation center. We usually have transformation center weekends here, but obviously with COVID, we're not. But hey. You know, a weekend with Vani and Sean might be a really good thing. I would thing. love that. Oh my gosh, we could we could sell tickets to it. <laughs> right, Vani and Sean T. Let's go. Awesome. Thank you, Thank so, you so much, much for having me, Sean. This was so fun.